calamity. He didn't bump you. He didn't nudge you. He rubbed you. And Robin's son is racing. And welcome everybody to Locked On iRacing, the interview episode. I'm Peter Wilco Wilkinson and I'm joined tonight by Braden Martin. How are you going, mate? Not too bad. Uh, end of a Not busy week, but it's nice to finally get to the weekend. That's it. And But what I really want to talk about is the person we've got sitting next to us in the virtual interview booth. Alex McKellar, the one of the only people Braden hasn't spun last week in um, this week in Aussie Cars. Oh. How are you going, Alex? I'm good, thank you. Uh, looking forward to having a chat and catching up. Yeah, that's no, going to be good. We've been looking forward to this one for a while, even though we only just booked it in not long ago, filled in a gap we had, which is really good. Thank you for doing that. That's my now, pleasure. Let's let's start with the easy question. Who is Alex McKellar? Easy question. Um, real world, uh, I'm a uh, long-term IT guy. I work uh, in government these days. Uh, really passionate about delivering services to people by the government, which sounds a bit corny, but it's what I do and what I like doing. Um, uh, these days, family man, couple of kids, uh, enjoying that. Uh, love my computer game since I was a kid. Uh, and these days, found my way back into sim racing and, and loving every minute of it. Yes, yeah, so you would be we're from the front. I 100% <laughs> assume you would be. So, uh, let, look, let's go. I want to jump into two things there, but we're going to jump into motorsport side of things first. What was the, when did the love for motorsport come for you? It's funny you ask, you know, I was reflecting on this a few times in the last little bit. When I was a little kid, um, uh, I was born in Bathurst, uh, and I think that another uh, one, yeah, Bathurst episodes, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I, I think it was to do with uh, my mother and father's interest in motorsport, um, because uh, as I was a little kid, they separated and all, all that sort of stuff. But um, I used to go out to tracks like Amaru Park Raceway and uh, Oran Park bef- before they both sort of went the way of the dodo. And I didn't really appreciate what I had, to be honest, but I was a little kid walking around, free reign in the pits and all the rest of it. And, and after after races, for example, I'd hop in the steward's car and do a lap around the track and grab the steward's reports out, off the flag marshals and all that sort of stuff. And, wow. and it wasn't until oh, I'm an adult now that I look back on it and I think, wow, that was actually pretty cool and I didn't have a full appreciation of it. But, you know, since then... Um, now I just seem to have this innate enjoyment of it. So, like I said, it comes from my, from my mother initially who used to do all the timekeeping, you know, the lap timing the old days before it was all electronic. They'd have a, someone sitting there pushing the button as the cars went over the line, like a clicker button going click, 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 wow. click, click. And she'd be typing, literally typing in the numbers of the cars as they went by in order and they'd marry them up together at the end of the race and then hand write out the results and stick them on the bulletin board and stuff. So it was interesting. That's that's sort of where my genesis was and uh, what I think sort of somehow ingrained in me since then and, and why I love it now. So when did you leave Bathurst? Oh, mate, I was a bub. I was a bub. I, I don't remember oh. remember it at all. I, I, I grew up in Sydney, really. But uh, so all that, yeah. all that so time. So do you ever get back to Bathurst, obviously for the 1,000 or for any other reasons? Can I tell you, I've never been. I feel un-Australian in admitting oh. that, but, no. <laughs> but I've never Me been. Me either. I haven't been either. <laughs> Look, I've been back to Bathurst, but I've, I've never been for the race. It's something, I guess, uh, on the bucket list to do, though. 
Oh, it transforms that town like nothing else you've ever seen. It's ridiculous. But uh, I've been there twice now, and I definitely want to go back. I've been planning for like three years to go back. So we'll have to tee it up with a whole heap of people and get there for, for as a group at some stage. But what? So is it v, is it supercars? Was it V8s? Was it GTs? Or was it Formula One? What what motorsport have you been into all your life? Oh, look, the stuff that I watch varies from time to time. These days, uh, I've I've fallen into the F1 stuff. I really enjoy watching that. The the late nights, notwithstanding. Uh, but um, the V8s I got into for a little while. Uh, it doesn't really grab me as much as um, the open wheelers to be honest, and that's reflected in what I race and I racing as well. So uh, really enjoying the F1s. I'd love to see Danny Rick do, uh, uh, like, come a bit better. Um, but yep. having said that, how, how exciting is that pairing? And then you throw in the uh, Verstappen battle with um, Hamilton, and he got a season to look forward to, right? Yeah, it's been nice to actually yeah. see them actually fighting this year. I think last year we saw, like, at a track or two here and there, they were able to battle pretty hard, but like this season, it's been full on every single race, and it almost feels like Red Bull have the upper hand, which it hasn't felt like for a long time. So I've actually really enjoyed it this season. Hundred percent. Can I tell you what I'm really enjoying too? A couple of seasons ago, when Verstappen burst on the scene, uh, I I didn't like him. I didn't like the attitude he had. It, it <clears throat> excuse me. It appeared to be a kind of an arrogance. But I think back to I think back to my sporting days and what I witnessed. Um, uh, or what I've just witnessed generally about really elite athletes, they have this 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 confidence that they need, right? They're risk takers. They need to be risk takers, yep. and they're really really confident. And I think the challenge is sometimes that that confidence, it it can it's a fine line between confidence and arrogance. And sometimes really confident people and and the risk takers and and, and they, they it looks like they're arrogant, but it's really just a high degree of confidence. Um, sometimes I think it bleeds over, to be fair, but I think either either Verstappen's matured or or now you can just see that confidence as well-founded and all that, but it's it's kind of a different persona that he carries now, and I've really enjoyed seeing that development. Similar with Norris, you know. Lando, when he was racing on iRacing, you know, he did some, some SNL events with us way back when, and uh, when he used to race the Skippies before, he was in F1 land, and you see him, even on Twitch these days, his attitude's different. He was he was a bit of a troll on the forums at times and all the rest of it, but now he's matured into that professional athlete that he is and still got a sense of humour and all the rest of it. But seeing those sort of growth in those people has been really cool in the last little bit too. Yeah, Lando's definitely become one of the most likeable in the field, I reckon, and especially the way he interacts with his audience like through YouTube and Twitch and things like that. It's definitely... Um marketing wise at the very least is genius <laughs> yeah absolutely it's great to see a new generation coming through and what that's brought with it uh, and that connectedness with the internet and twitch and all the rest of it that immediacy and that direct interaction brilliant for the brand i would have thought uh, whether it be f1 or the individuals and teams themselves definitely now i want to get back into you mentioned in your sporting life, what type of sports did you play when you were younger? Oh, now? yeah. So, um, I'm a bit of a big unit, and I used to play rugby. Um, yep. Yeah, I used to. I started um, in under nines or under tens, I think it was, and I played right through to my mid twenties, where um, I sort of fell away from it. Um, but yeah, so f- fifteen or more years of rugby. 
all sorts of different sports here, there, and everywhere. Uh, played at some good levels and had some really good fun with it. Um, then I drift away from that, played a bit of basketball. Uh, I ended up uh, as kind of, I don't know if you call it a midlife crisis, just before my 40th birthday, I got into <laughs> mixed martial arts and competed a bit there and um, did a few things there, which was really, really fun. And can I tell you, I wish I, I wish mixed martial arts, MMA, or particularly jiu-jitsu was around when I was a kid because I think that's what I would have done instead of rugby. Um, mm, yep. Really really immersive and, and really engaging and, and it's uh, a lot of fun. Do you follow any of the actual stuff on TV these days of mixed martial arts? It's funny, you know, whether it be MMA or, or rugby or whatever, once I stopped doing it, I stopped following it to a large mm. degree. Like, I don't watch much of the footy on, despite, you know, what I did in footy. And, and with the MMA, I was right into it and... Uh, not so much anymore. I do watch it from time to time, some of the big stuff. I think we're a bit oversaturated with the UFC and other things. Um, and the, the the stylistic progression that it's made from the the very, very start where you had the Gracies coming in and doing their thing uh, and revolutionising what martial arts and mixed martial arts was through to where it's evolved to today, where it's largely stand-up and that, that groundwork is missing a bit. Um yeah, not not as not as what I'm into when I'm into the jiu-jitsu, but you know, it's it's still fun to pop in every now and then when you see the really good high-level grapplers come in, which is what I enjoy. We could yeah, we could almost so, do a separate podcast on MMA. I'd love to do that. Yeah, yeah there's a lot <laughs> yeah, in there, right? <laughs> um, I've got in a uh, chat with my friends from school, and whenever there's a UFC a day on that just explodes they're all into it i'm just like i don't understand what you <laughs> what's going on so well done to you all uh look i want to head over to the other side of things you mentioned before which is the gaming side of things so what sort of games did you grow up with what, what were your favorite ones growing up oh mate when i was a kid uh the best christmas present i ever got was a commodore 64 uh oh, how good is yeah that? i know with a tape drive and, you know, you want to talk about, you know, copying games and stuff, dual tape deck, play record, there's your game copy sort of thing. And I was thinking about it the other day. First, I don't know if you call it a driving game I ever played was uh, Spy Hunter on the C64. Uh, oh, look, I can see you on the screen there with a little... <laughs> For those listening and not seeing it, I've got a mini Commodore 64 sitting in my hands right here just in arm's reach. So, yes, I love my old 64. Yeah, brilliant. So that was that was where I started getting into it. And from there, you know, um, I think the first real serious thing was a serious, I guess, uh, was a PS1 and um, yep. and then into Gran Turismo a bit from there, which was, which was really uh, the watershed moment for me with driving stuff, that's for sure. Yeah, something different about that, wasn't there? Something special, which obviously I think it's lost its lack, lack last, uh, lost its shine now. I guess <laughs> um, where I think three was its sort of pinnacle, and four was slowly doing a downhill trend. But w did you get into two? Get into three? Is that how many hours did you put into those type of games? Oh, I did a fair bit into the original Gran Turismo, and then I sort of fell away from it. It's funny, you know, I. I, I when we moved house, I pulled out the old PS1 and I plugged it into the, you know, more modern day panel monitor. Yeah. And I'm sitting there, how did I play that thing? It looks like I'm, <laughs> the, the, the pixels the size of Lego bricks, you know, like it was just <laughs> yeah. crazy. How did we do it, you know? But 
Um, I don't know. Yeah, crazy. Well, you don't go back to games like that. Even two, um, yeah, looks very different these days. 100%. Uh, so what other racing games have you sort of played in your time? Obviously being a big racing fan now. Yeah, yeah. I spent a bit of time with R-Factor, the original one, where you yeah. you get the original and then there's all that sort of mods and stuff you can, you can download. Ran in some stuff there with a small group of mates and then uh, some other folk that uh, I see pop up from time to time, even in iRacing to this day. Um, had a lot of fun in there. Uh, different categories. Love the fact that you could pull out. I could literally, you know, I talked about going to Amaru Park Raceway and things like that. I could pull out a mod that had, you know, the old historic uh, minis against Cortinas and all that sort of stuff and run it around Amaru. And uh, it was just, it was brilliant, you know. Um spent a fair bit of time doing that and then again stopped uh for quite some time until uh i found iRacing and i've been doing that for ever since well it's sort of the next question was going to say when did you sort of make that dive into into sim racing but obviously it started with the r factor stuff but i guess more specifically when did that jump to iRacing start oh so i'm just thinking back i'm gonna say uh 2015 2015 is about when I started iRacing um, and, you know, just been gradually grinding my way through through trying to improve along the way. Uh, found the skips and I, I've got to tell you, I've been doing the skips for, oh, so it's about six years, so I'm going to say it's five out of those six years, just uh, found what I enjoyed and, and stuck with it, you know, it's been really good. Were you instantly hooked when you got onto iRacing? Was it something that straight away you sort of fell into or did it take a while to warm up to it? Um, you know what grabbed me with iRacing? Uh, apart from the, the driving and the, you know, the first time I hop in and you go, what do you mean there's no third-person view and, and all that sort of stuff? <laughs> you know, like, you know, it's, oh, this is, the, this is a serious business here. I love the numbers and the stats and all that. So you, you go compete and then there's, you know, 35 different ways you can analyze your your race and then you, you and they call it a career right and there's you can go on your profile page and you can see everything all those numbers there and that that really draws me in uh, almost as much as the racing itself and then you talk about the racing um, just been no better experience you know particularly when you find that category that you connect with uh, and I'm pleased to say that I have with the skips I mean, you look at some of the racing we have in Aussie car or uh, you find the right group of people that you race with regularly um, in whatever official race you're doing. Uh, there's just no better feeling than being able to run side by side with a guy. There's a guy I race with from Panama or there's a guy I race with uh, several guys in the US or Europe and you know who they are, you know how they race and you two have this this or half dozen of you have this mutual respect that least just those those you know those experiences that keep coming keep you coming back it's brilliant absolutely i think that's the best thing about aussie car is having the same guys come back season after season for the last well, five six seasons for me for sure and just you know who you can trust really well you know who you might still need to be a little bit more wary of here and there but that's what allows you to have those great races and make less mistakes because you, you know where you stand within the field. It makes it a lot better. Absolutely. Those those times, those opportunities that you get, those moments where you've sat, you know, you've got a 10-lit race or whatever, and 
eight of those laps you sit there setting up, picking your marks and all the rest of it. And then those moments in there in the last couple of laps or maybe throughout the race where you can just really throw it in and, and really do those things that racing, uh, I imagine, in real life is, is what it's like. You know, I've never done it, but, um, you know, I, I feel like this is the closest you can get. And, but so in, um, in the last Aussie car, going into the last lap, did you accidentally make a missed corner and let Snell go into the lead with two, three, two or three corners? No, to go? That, not that, at yeah. all. Not at all. That, you know what's, That was a legitimate mistake, was it? Yeah, yeah. Like, you know, <laughs> uh, I was, uh, you know, and we've talked about it, I said in the post-race as well, the, the 0x or the bonus points this season have, have really changed the way... I race. Uh, I, I, I know how important the points are. I want to hang on to them. And if I've got the zero X, and then you had, you know, as you say, Ben beside me, he'd already racked up a few. So he was free to, to race liberally and, and like full on out there. But nah, honestly. So if you look at the uh, the, the guys that we race with, and I know there's pockets of, of discords and, and groups around the place. Um, so I think there was five or six of us in discord last night a couple of them sit muted so there's no conversation at all they want to focus uh, okay. and concentrate um but no we race name names shame them, shame them. <laughs> well them? typically it's, it'll Don- be... it's donald it's yeah, donald, it is donald. Yeah, it is. <laughs> I, tried, donald. I went to watch your stream to hear what you guys are saying i'm like oh yeah. he's got everyone muted i can't even yeah. hear it anyway <laughs> yeah donald donald mutes because he's he's um uh, he wants to focus, I think. Own. Plus, he he's yeah. um, he's streaming as well. Ben uh, won't mute so much as um, he'll be on push to talk a lot, whereas a lot of us have open mics. Russell sometimes mutes, particularly during quali and stuff like that, or some races he'll mute the whole way. I'll mute during quali because uh, I want to try and do well at that. Yeah. But um, no, nah, look, we race. You know, in the race, particularly in the middle stages, you might okay. How are we going to get around the track the fastest if we're together? right but when it comes down to it i mean ben and i in both in both races ben and i were side by side through the last chicane or john skoltz and i were side by side through the last chicane you know there was no no gentleman's agreements (laughs) in fact (laughs) i uh i give uh ben an accidental hurry up through the final corner in the second race and we both (laughs) nearly came a cropper we uh how many of those conversations include can we get this pesky chastity away from all these green cars <laughs> it might have been mentioned every now and then but then well i'll tell you what did get mentioned this week the green on his car disappeared what's going on there that was only a joke thing we, I, <laughs> look okay so where it started was um we're doing the new liveries and i'm like mate do you just want some green? Actually, I think I just painted it green. And I said, flicked it through. I said, is that going to make you faster? And he goes, I'm using that. I don't care what you say. I'm using that. Um, and then we, we, we both agree that we prefer seeing the different color in there. Mm. So that's why we pulled it back yeah. because it just looked too samey. But yeah, that was a full joke. Just um, <laughs> trying to make him go faster and get that win that he's always after. Yeah. So, he, um, he's racing yeah. He's racing well. Like um, when we started racing, you know, like it was interesting, you know. You and Ira did that um, uh, that driver school uh, 
uh, explanation to me uh, the other day. And one thing that resonated strongly with me, because uh, it's how I like to race, is you know I was talking about battling and just the seconds that you lose here, you don't get back. And, and it's all about the total time that it takes to get from flag to flag right mm, so if, if yeah. you watch last night's race particularly particularly the second one where there's five or six of us together the the, the draft and the way the skippy is at the moment it, there's not a lot of advantage depending on the track to leapfrogging and sometimes the fastest way around is just line astern and the idea is that you want to you want to get the flag to flag as quick as you can and james um he he lo- he will race you a lot uh, and sometimes you know I know I will back off and just and I'll let him go and then it's only if he makes a mistake and it's quicker to go past and things like that. But I've noticed James seems to have changed a bit too and I was really impressed watching I watched his stream after the the Montreal race and um you know uh he's really controlled and he was right into it and that blown engine you can see what it meant to him and the passion there and that's always mm-hmm. great to see, you know. I didn't mind yeah. that. Well, <laughs> yeah, it gets two free positions out of it right at the end. Nice. Yeah, yeah no, the, look, one of my favourite parts of Aussie Car at the moment is, so we we pretty quiet during the races, as you can probably see. Like, I talk a fair bit. Maybe one or two others talk a bit. We don't mute. We just, we have that respect for each other. But in practice, it's, it's open leather. <laughs> um, no one's concentrating. Everyone's just having a a full just chat and having a crack we well, there's 15 jokes made about chastity's blown engine during practice <laughs> this week um yeah so that family aspect we've got going there is uh really good and i think it, he's he's enjoying that and that's that's he's enjoying his races but you can hear him talk about um that second race about a lap out he's like i'm in the position i i, I want to be i'm going to get second here and then he just lined it up all race all, all that last lap and then just made the made the move where he exactly wanted to make it and got second place like you were talking about before lining things up he just has that mind so I'm up. but we're not here to talk about him <laughs> we're not i'm up. we already um yes go oh it's because i have to say as well if if for some reason donald is listening i also take myself out of the group chat in the discord i uh, i go hang out with yeah, whoever they... my teammate is because i just can't concentrate with that many people so <laughs> yeah Braden and Bernie do do sit in their little corner at the moment yeah. but um yeah and then we've got people like Black Sheep Racing who sit in there and then mute themselves and not realize they're <laughs> muted and at the end of the race go oh I've been muted this whole time okay cool um but yeah look it, it is good fun but I think Braden wants to ask you what your current rig looks like oh right yeah so uh, sorry, I just turned around to look at it. I don't know if that went quite. Um, so I run. <laughs> sorry, I uh, I have an Abato three Revolution. Um, uh, it's a, a you know tubular steel kind of jobby, um, which is really really good. I replaced the seat on it after several years. So see, like I said, I'm a big unit and I wanted a bit more comfort. Um, I've got uh, Husky pedals, which I invested in some time ago. Uh, which have been great. I need to oil them up. They're a bit just quickly. Yeah. What was the difference you found when you when you chuck them on? So uh, I I graduated slowly from a G twenty five to a Thrustmaster with I bought a secondhand uh, set of entry level Fanatic load cell pedals. Um, so it was a gradual progression. 
but the hustling, the engineering on them is brilliant. Uh, the customer service is great. But the difference for me, and I think you'll hear a lot of people say it, is about consistency and confidence in in the braking zone, which is just so important. I mean, we had a we had a conversation and uh, around braking after the V's race in the Aussie Car Discord, and I, I made the comment that Chas Mostert was in there, and I did I don't know it was three or four laps in practice with him. Um, just because that's where we found ourselves on the track, and I thought, oh, good, I'll, you know, I'm not going to be at all about it, but I'll, I'll sit there and see what what it's about, and I was astounded at um, how he he seemed to break later, carry more speed, and yet was just so smooth through the corners, like it was just uh, another level, right? And it just shows you how much. A, you got to learn, and B, technique and, and all the rest of it plays a part in it. Um, but in answer to your original question, yeah, for me, it was about consistency um, and confidence in the braking zones um, and developing a, a more, I guess, a more natural type of, of muscle memory because braking, particularly when you're learning a track and when you're trying to get consistent and be faster through that consistency, I think is about muscle memory, like any sport. I think you want to be able to go into a braking zone, uh, not not having to think about the application of force. Um, it just happens, right? And I think the load cell helps with that because of the you know the diff, you've got a potentiometer where it's distance, whereas uh, a load cell is about measuring force. So I think that helps with that, and that's that's certainly what I what I found. Great. So now I definitely have to go purchase those sprints that I've been eyeing off for the last two weeks. <laughs> I was gutted, you know, like I got the, the old the old ones before the sprints came out and they literally arrived about a week before the sprints were announced. Oh, and no. I was spewing because the, the, the pedals themselves, the I guess the, the shaft on them that comes up to the plate is actually quite long compared to the sprints. And so the angle uh, the angle of them, and I find I'm using, sometimes I have to use my toes rather than the ball of my foot. Or I, so I've had, to, anyway, I'll spew. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, back to your rig. What, where do I stop? Oh, yeah, break. So we did the pedals. Uh, I yeah. invested in um, uh, a, a Fanatic direct drive DD1, um, which was which was brilliant. Um, the fidelity in that is amazing. Um, it don't, I don't mind the strength. I, I turn it quite down unless I'm driving the Vs, which feel like driving a wet sponge unless you pump yeah. it right up. Um, um, and uh, the fidelity on that in terms of catching stuff early is, is brilliant. And again, consistency with that has been great. And a couple of months ago, I... Um, I picked up a, a VR headset and I've just started racing, uh, racing with that, and that's another level. Uh, I um, uh, I borrowed a mate's headset a few years ago to see what this VR thing was about, and I did the race and I could see the benefits of it. Uh, I could see the depth perception and the and the uh, you know where the, the 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 cornering was the the apexes and all the rest of it and I could see that really really good but I didn't think the technology was there I still think it's not quite there but it's come far enough well I'm willing to dive into it and can I say the immersion of it is just absolutely another level um, yeah. I, I don't run many overlays or anything anymore I used to run JRT and all that sort of stuff now I just have the you know, the relative box up and that, and I feel like I'm driving a car. Like I feel like I've got a helmet on 
and and I'm just there. It's brilliant. What uh, headset did you go for in the end? I got a Pimax 8K um, yep. Plus. I found off a guy at Gumtree who bought thinking bought it thinking oh, wow. that um, it was going to be the next best thing, and then he decided it just wasn't for him, and I picked it up for, I don't know, a few hundred bucks less than it should have been and the delivery, getting it from overseas and all the rest of it, it was just great. I literally drove around the corner and there was a bloke with a headset. It was brilliant. Wow. And uh, what were you on before that? Did you have triples or were you on just a single? Oh, I got I had a, the the ultra-wide 49. Uh, and can I tell you, the, yep. that's a brilliant investment as well. Um, I bought that a few years ago when they came out. And... Um, I thought it, it's slightly less field of view than um, than the triples, but I thought it was I thought it was well worth the investment as well. Definitely. And anything else on that rig that we need to know about? Uh, oh, there's a, a I picked up a secondhand Derek Spears button box, which is pretty groovy. A um, little bit harder to do by feel these days with the headset, but we we get there. Uh, but other than that, no, I think that that's about it, mate. Very good. Um, now, I guess kind of answered this a little bit. So I said I had a question down here. You're a master in Skippy at the moment. You're currently <laughs> leading the hashtag green wall domination of Aussie car I heard on the, uh, on the <laughs> Discord chat the other night. So obviously you said the Skippy's always been there. I guess what, what are some of your other cars of choice? It, it might be a surprise. Oh, I suppose it wouldn't be. My favourite car is actually the old uh, Pro Mazda. Um, and it was kind of, when I found it, it was already a dead car. So I never really got to race it much. Did a few league events and stuff in it. But that car's brilliant. Um, and for some reason, it, I just clicked with it. But um, I used to run in a league that's no longer around, the Friday Night Race Club. And we used to do uh, five races on a Friday night of different cars, uh, different tracks. And then on a Saturday night, we all rock up for the Bathurst 200, which was a different car each week for a couple of hours at Bathurst. And that was brilliant. You got a taste of almost anything. Um, you know, we ran everything from legends through to, you know, uh, the high power, the, oh, the Lotus 79. That was fun around there. But ultimately, uh, I really think of myself as a one-trick pony. Uh, the skips are sort of what I've, what I've stuck with. Uh, and you know where I feel most comfortable, and obviously what I enjoy the most in terms of regular racing. So we got you on for obviously many reasons. Your driving skill is one of them. Uh, that we know you through Aussie Car and all that kind of stuff as well. But Sunday Night Lights, we've just joined, uh, sort of partnered with you guys on that sort of to get you to help us out out in covering the results uh, a lot better and um, give that series a, a a bigger shine from our end anyway on the podcast so this is what we really want to talk about mainly tonight uh one of the big chunks we want to talk about anyway but where did sunday nights come about interesting um so originally it was monday night lights we used to do it on a monday um i have to sort of throw back and credit to the the original guys that started out you guys i don't know if you're aware of um double r tv which was run by the great man bernie weemers and um, there were a few guys there that got together and, and literally did what you guys are doing with the Vs and got together and said, hey, let's make a soft race um, and get people in and, and make something of it. Um, and 
Bernie uh, Bernie Weemers, who way back in the early days of sim racing broadcasting and that stood up Double R TV. Um, it was part of the the Redback Racing uh, team, uh, and there was their their broadcasting thing. Um, and there were some other guys there like Richard Craig and Dylan Francis and some of these other really regular skibby drivers at the time who jumped, pulled together and started doing commentary and stuff on these races. And so that was way back in, I think it was 2015, uh, towards the end of 2015. And from there, um, they did a couple of seasons. I actually raced in the in the second season of it. We're up to, if you combine M&L and SNL together, we're up to season 24 this season. I raced in the second one. Uh, and after that, um, that was sort of where I got hooked on the skippies and it seemed to sort of peter away a bit. And then, um, uh, I actually started commentating with Bernie on double R TV in, uh, season six of, of Monday night lights. Uh, we did it together for about five seasons, which was brilliant. And then Bernie sort of stepped back. He he was wanted to do other go in different directions and, and move away a bit from the broadcasting. So I sort of took over the mantle at Double R T V for for Monday Night Lights as it was then. And then from about I'm gonna say middle of twenty eighteen. Um no, it was actually I beg your pardon, it was late twenty eighteen. No, mid to late. Uh, I took over the broadcasting on on my uh my Twitch slash YouTube channels, Top Sweet T V um and we've been there ever since till we cut over 2019 we cut over to sunday night lights to try and draw a bigger stronger field uh and we've been kicking goals since then it's been great yeah definitely have been some of the ones recently you were almost about to crack the 5k which is nuts yeah um let's let, let's you got obviously you've been doing it for a long time as we just talked about but is there any memorable moments that have stood out for you in either monday or sunday night lights over those years yep um, the first one I ever sat in the commentary booth, co-commentator with Bernie, was at Lime Rock Park. Uh, like I said, back in 2016, it was. Um, just the nerves I had, and the can I do this? Got who am I to be doing this? And and just you know, but going there had a sense of wanting to help build and and the community and invest in the community because I like seeing, uh, you know, the community grow and and, and enjoy that sort of thing. And I thought it brought a lot to it. Um, so that was one moment that stood out. The In terms of racing, though, um, oh, there have been so many great battles. You know, there was a race at um, Phillip Island a few seasons back. Phillip Island has remarkably great racing in the skippies. Um, it does. It yeah, does. it really, really does. And there was a race there where I think we had... 16 drivers out of the 18 in one pack. Uh, and if it was a 10-lap race, it was for eight laps of that 10, right? If, <laughs> you know, to give you a sort of sense of it. And, the, and you know, with Skippy Racing, you can have these big packs and they can, if you're smart about it, you can change positions and shuffle. I call it shuffling the decks in those packs without it busting up into separate groups. Uh, which can happen as well, right? And to see that happen, and you didn't know where to look because there were overtakes happening left, right, and center, and and it was just the epitome of what Skippy Racing could be. That one really stood out um, in terms of the overall group of races and the standard that you can get in good Skippy races. Um, but I guess the from an individual drive, um, there was a race a couple of seasons ago, Benny Simmonson, 
failed to qualify at Mosport and he literally started last on the grid and drove through the field to win it. And uh, just an outstanding drive and from an outstanding driver. You know, those those are probably the three things that I could think of that stood out the most if I thought about. Okay, so you've been broadcasting now for a bit. How has broadcasting changed over all that time? Yeah, it's interesting. You know, some parts of it have changed, some parts of it haven't. I think... If I think about streaming in general, like I used to stream my races and, um, you know, I'm not an old man of the world or whatever, but uh, it's changed a lot in that when I was started, there was there was not the the volume of people streaming it. It wasn't as uh, uh, an easy entry point to get into it, I guess, in terms of the technology. Uh, the tools have changed. They've made it a lot easier to get into it. And so there's a lot more people streaming in general and a lot more broadcasters. There's a lot more people doing it, I think, race sim racing, particularly in the COVID piece, uh, COVID period. Um, so there's a lot more people doing it. Um, I think the tools have changed a little bit, um, but they haven't, because it's not, it, it's still, sorry, it's still a niche kind of thing. The tools haven't advanced to the point where they're, you know, really streamlined and really polished. I start when I started Bernie with Bernie. He was using uh, what was it called? A uh, AR. Anyway, he was using a tool. I can't remember what it was called. And he would to to get the overlays to work. He'd be editing code almost on the fly <laughs> during broadcast sometimes, which is wow, phenomenal wow. when you think about it, right? Then we moved. I helped him, and we moved into a, a tool called ATVO, which is um, what yep. uh, I think SimSpeed still uses. And yeah, and you know, yeah. I built some themes in that. And I'm not a developer by any means, but I, I put together the, some themes and some animated themes when they brought that in. And can I tell you, there's a lot of work in that. I have the utmost respect for what I the know. SimSpeed guys are doing over there. There's. A- I'm mucking around with it in the background at the moment, just for some things that I'm working on. But yeah, it's um. Yeah, it's not. It's there's how how like how much everything else as technology has grown in so many other areas, but broadcasting is just like they're still stuck with this. <laughs> is um just crazy that they can do what they do with it, especially sim speed. Like Jay is just phenomenal. Yeah, with what he works. Absolutely, with. and I I've really uh, appreciated Jay's done a few things in that space. Like he put up a tutorial on YouTube. It went for like an hour mm. and a half or whatever, right? And the the tool itself's moved on, but a lot of the concepts in there are quite relevant and i thought you know that's really generous of jay to expose that and and you know how he does it and all the rest of it um and he's done a a few things like that and and i saw him put up a stream uh on his on his sads channel where he he showed the behind the scenes as he was doing a broadcast and uh and can i tell you it's i don't know if you saw it but it's it's absolutely every bit as busy as that right i've gone down to yeah. to two monitors i've got a, a like a fairly wide screen one not the 49 but a, and, and then i have a second screen up top and there's no real estate like it's all taken up <laughs> by stuff right and i do the i do the obviously the commentary i also do the broadcasting and, and the production and all that stuff on the fly and i know i know there are circumstances where jay does that and i don't know if i'm you know ADHD or whatever but it sort of fills up my brain you know and it's sometimes I boggle my mind that I can actually do it because it's you're you're thinking about so many things and that's kind of where the I guess the tools are at and all the rest of it but I I actually end up transitioning to um, uh, the SDK uh, solution which is done by Apex Racing 
and like you, you, you yep. pay an annual fee and it comes out of out of the box and it has a lot of capability built into it. But again, you look at it and it's functional. It's not mm. pretty. It's not, no. you know, polished and you have to edit code and you know, all that sort of stuff. Yep. So, in, you know, going back to your original question, how's it changed? I'd say the tools are improving. They're not quite there. Uh, it's still a, a large bit of, of grassroots about it. But when you think about... And I look at some of the commentators and listening to your, your, you guys talk to some of the SimSpeed guys and, and you know, where they're headed and and having the opportunity to, to do this kind of stuff is really cool at a, at a grassroots level. And I could see it leading to a lot of stuff for a lot of people, uh, which is pretty cool. Yeah, yeah definitely. Um, you've always, have you always enjoyed commentating or is that something that SNL really, or Monday Night Lights really brought out of you? I never thought I could do this sort of stuff, mate, honestly. <laughs> I never thought it a million years. But it, again, it came back to me wanting to sort of foster the community or help the community around that. And it's one of the things I really, really enjoy. And I was I was thinking about it the other day, what sort of how, what was analogous to it. And I thought about it, you know, we've been doing this for, for a number of years now. And it's, the community's kind of had people drift in and drift out of it. You see... It's really exciting to see young guys come through. When I say young guys, they're, I don't know how old they are. Right? They're all over the world. But they're, they're new to skips, for example, or new to iRacing. And you see them go from third to second to first split. Some guys have done that in really quick fashion and they, they won it, the, the overall season and the official championship and all the rest of it. See, that's pretty cool. Um, I, I, I thought about it maybe being like you know your local pub or something where – People come in and come out of the community at different times, but there's a there's a connection there, and and people when they come there they race hard. They come there with a bit of excitement, like we do on a Thursday night to an Aussie car. You know, you build up to it all week, and there's guys in there as well um, who've who've I'm going to say these days never make the top split. They're never going to because it's sort of grown the way it has, but they turn up and they race and there's yeah. there's guys you know there's a guy Mark Jeffrey I don't know if you know Mark I think he might have even done an Aussie car yeah, season yeah, right yeah, and he definitely has yeah. you know I've, I've messaged he's in about every official that I, <laughs> I jump into for some reason as well yeah you know he, he absolutely is you know and I I, I contacted him about something the other day and, and he won his round. He won the third split at Bathurst a couple of seasons ago and I wrote to him yeah. and, he, and he was just you know, he said th- this is his like his F one. This is his, you know, thing each week that he comes and does, and and, you know, and he he did it again in a post, uh, a post in this season's thread on the forums, and he said, you know, SNL is the absolute highlight of his iRacing week, right? And he got a again he got a win in the third split this week, you know, and if I can give that much enjoyment to someone uh on a weekly basis through an hour of my time and it's more than just him there's other guys in there that get the same enjoyment then you know that's that's enough for me and and i'm really pleased to be doing it i um got that enjoyment when i finally made the top split one time over the christmas holidays uh, last year, only to find out that uh, Top Split TV had taken the week off over Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry about never, that. Never, never made it back again. <laughs> <laughs> well, can I tell you, I, 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 you know, you've been practicing hard this season and you, you're well up there in the top five. 
if you know if that's where you want to be, mate, bit of time invested in those officials, uh, and you'll be right there. And there's some there's some really like I don't know how you describe it. It's it's heart racing, you know the the, the racing in there. Like it really gets the the nerves going. You look someone like Donald when he first got in there, and you can see the nerves on his stream and all the rest of it. And mm-hmm. like I said, to be able to give that experience to someone just through streaming a race like that is just brilliant. Yeah, absolutely. Um, who are some of the best drivers you've seen come through the Sunday Night Lights, Monday Night Lights series? Oh. Obviously, you said Lando Norris er- earlier. Yeah. Pretty yeah. Uh, impressive. <laughs> yeah, that's right. So you made Lando. You yeah, yeah. I, I that's completely on, completely yeah. on me. Yeah. Um, <laughs> we've had, obviously, some real-world guys come through. Um, so uh, Oscar Piastri raced with us a few seasons ago. He's doing well in the F2s at the moment. Um, obviously, Benny Simonson's the class of the field at the moment. Um, he's, yeah, he's just a cut above, really impressive guy. And he was another one that, uh, of these guys that came in at the start, and he kind of seemed to jar a bit with the community in terms of how he raced and all the rest of it. But, um, and I've seen that, or I feel like I've observed that with some of the real world races that come in. But he's, he's sort of. I don't know whether he changed stuff or we just everyone adjusted or whatever it was, but he's he's really community orient, community oriented as well, and he comes back and but in terms of his racing, uh, yeah, he's he's a cut above at the moment. He's he's the class. He I don't know if you know, but he he's done a lot of real world racing. He um he's a twenty four hour spa winner, uh, in a GT car. He he I think it's the um, sports car category uh he's got the lap record of bathurst in a ferrari um so like the man knows how to steer uh, and he's a good fella to boot um you know I, I was thinking about it the other day there's some there's some guys in the field uh at the moment who are just a cut above benny's one of them uh and he's probably the standout at the moment manu Luketta, who's joined us again this season i call him big breaks because he was one of these guys that came on the on the scene uh a couple of seasons ago and just had a meteoric rise but his first race was at vir uh, and into the first corner he somehow managed to break three car lengths better than everyone else it looked like he took this wow. massive dive but anyway <laughs> big breaks was born um uh, you guys have raced with uh, Christian Perez. Um, yep. He's he's an outstanding driver um, and and brilliant, really really good. There's a guy who doesn't race so much with us anymore, Sammy Toykala. He's he's uh, interesting. He's a he's a Finnish fella, and he's he's really good quality. You know, we've had a couple of really good Aussies in there too. Benjamin Smith won uh, the season uh, a few seasons ago, and he was an absolute standout. But uh, and you know that was a three uh, uh, three A and Z clubbies on the podium for that season. Ben Smith, John Scoltz, and Russell Clark. If you can believe it, those three were up there wow. only a few seasons ago, right? Back in his heyday. Yeah, <laughs> but then um, <laughs> you know there's there's a heap of people. You know Luke Luke Witten joined um, the the race this week. Uh, he was in the second split, but he's won a two K Cup race, and that is literally the the premier uh, race. For the for the skips right and have an ANZ guy win a race there was was brilliant you know there's so I'm hoping that we get uh, a few more of the ANZ folks back and you know through the partnership that you you guys have with us now as well uh, hoping to raise that profile and get the the local community back into it a bit more. 
uh, I heard that um, after this week, my nickname is going to be No Breaks, so it's a, <laughs> a little bit different. Oh, on, on that, I was going to say, have you got a bit of a call out for all the Oz and New Zealand drivers out there to try and come reclaim that SNL title after I will take it away from all these pesky European speedsters? Yeah, absolutely. Because, you know, we have had some, some good ANZ guys in there. Like I said, Ben Smith a few seasons ago. Uh, I'm I'm thinking about who Tim Gorkrocher. He's another fella. He's a oh, yeah. He did a he, skippy season. I reckon he was uh in the first season of Aussie Car Skippies. He yeah. was. Yeah. It was my biggest memory of him was when he got into Lime Rock and decided not to qualify for the second race because he just he was that much quicker than <laughs> yeah. everyone else and just wanted to race through the field and still <laughs> yeah. won by like seconds. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Like he's he's that quick. He's he's just sort of tapered off in his interest for it. You know, um, he won. A season, uh, Luke Whitten, the guy I mentioned before, he's won a couple of seasons. Um, you know, there's, you know, but again, uh, I think that we built this platform, as I call it, uh, to to showcase both Skippy Racing, but to give the ANZ guys a chance to get out there, not only to compete against the best, but to build you know, the ability for them to win the official championship and, and get all those points each week because that's that's how you do it. You know, the community comes together, decides a time that they're going to race so that you can maximise your points um, to towards the official championship. You get the big eye rating and, and the best part of all is you get the best racing. You know, you get to test yourself yeah. against the best in the world. And that's the one thing about racing in general that I, I probably think is the coolest thing, like... There's nowhere else where you can literally participate in something as close to the real thing as iRacing is to real life racing, but also against people who do it at the highest level. Like you don't get to run out in an AFL football field and play against Dusty Martin or Buddy Franklin or whoever it may be. But like as we saw on Wednesday night, you can run in a league where Chas Mostert turns up and <laughs> and races with you. Like it's it's pretty crazy. iRacing's brilliant for that, you know. Like you say. From my own personal experience, I've raced with Verstappen, I've raced with Norris, I've raced with Shane Van Giesbergen, who's who's just seems to be this amazing guy in terms of of contributing to the community and wanting to buy into it. It's great, you know. I've raced against uh, Rubens Barrichello and all these people who just you know obviously love it. But as you say, where else could you do that than on on something like this, right? Absolutely. What's the plan for SNL in the future? Yeah, look, um, I, I would really like to add some greater production quality to things, um, improve what I do in terms of, of whether it be, you know, those picture-in-picture replays or overlay stuff. Um, I think the time it takes is just something I need to make to do that. I, I, I get a bit... Um, what's the word I'm looking for, OCD when it comes to wanting perfection and that sort of stuff. So I move pretty slowly in it. But it, it's about making the time, you know. Uh, at the moment, for myself, I'm focused on trying to do well in Aussie car. Um, and I, it's it's really been consuming my time just trying to, <laughs> to, to get better there um, to the point where I haven't done I haven't done an official race this season, actually. Um, but, yeah, for, for SNL itself... We're, we're 
I'd, I'd love to hit a 5k soft. We've been so close so many times. Really pleased and, and really grateful to the community that's getting behind it. Our last two seasons have been our best. We've averaged over 4,500 when it comes to softs um, and nearly cracked the uh, the 5k a couple of times. So uh, for mine, I don't necessarily want to conquer the world. I just want to continue to be relevant and for people to enjoy it uh, for the most part. Um, and as long as people turn up, you know, we'll try to be there. So I'm looking at the dock now. We're about three quarters of the way through, but we're almost at the hour mark already. And there's stuff on you I haven't even asked you yet. So I want to ask you quickly, Top Split Podcast. Mm. You, you, you're another podcaster. We finally had a podcaster on the um, on on our podcast. What what was it like creating that uh, beast back in the day, and what did you get out of it? Um, part of it, can I tell you, one of the big things it scratched is by way of itches to begin with it was my 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 geek itch. I, I wanted to explore the technology and get into it, and and I. I saw, you know, the Joe Rogans of the world and other podcasts that I enjoy listening to, and and I thought, you know what, I, I think uh, iRacing racing was something that I was interested in, and I I had stuff that I felt might be worth sharing, even if nobody listened to. Um, and my plan was that if I had, you know, thirty people listen to it, that was fine. It was just an outlet for stuff I had in my head, um, and I did it for a while. And uh, I really enjoyed it, and uh, I met and spoke to some really interesting and 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 good people, and then uh, I, I just found that I had nothing that I felt was meaningful to say anymore. So I just sort of stopped saying it and stopped doing it, you know, because <laughs> I figured that uh, when it comes to content, whether it be streaming or YouTube or or podcasting. Um, the the key thing the most critical thing is authenticity um it's it's putting yourself in it into it um and having something meaningful to say and if i felt like i could be authentic in what i was doing and 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 that was fine it was it was more about that i, I ran out of stuff that i wanted to say but you know since then you know the stuff banks up you know, and I've, I've felt the urge a couple of times, but then, then I, uh, I saw you guys come along, and and I thought, you know, the one thing that would get me back doing anything like that was probably SNL and putting a bit of time into that, and for you guys to start building this network that you're doing and, and supporting the the iRacing community in Australia is brilliant. So I thought, you know, if I could add a bit to that, then I'd sort of hop back in and do a bit more. Definitely, your help is greatly appreciated, but. Let's get on to this friendship that's formed between Top Split Racing and Team Milo. Where'd that all begin? Um, it. Oh, I'm, I'm hard ple- pressed to remember where it started. Well, you know, Russell and I probably originally, we teamed up in a team we called Flying Hellfish Racing. And I think we set the tone <laughs> for, the, for how Milo operates today because in our first league race together, I punted him into the hairpin <laughs> at, at, uh, at Phillip Island. And, you know, ever since then, well, we, we sort of... Uh, moved away from that league i think it was the formula renault 2 league when it first came out and we sort of started doing different things and then team milo appeared um and then everywhere yeah (laughs) and then then you you can see how they race together two milo cars together is usually trouble 
Um, but, <laughs> Let alone uh, four that we've got at the moment. Jeez. Yeah, I know. Um, Let alone one. Yeah, seriously. Yeah. And then um, I really wasn't, uh, I, I wasn't really too fussed with teams and, and all that sort of stuff. Uh, and then AJ, uh, Alex John, uh, actually uh, left Team Milo and he, he, he said to me, oh, do you want to raise, oh, it was an Enduro or, or, or something. Uh, it might have been um, uh, the Australasian Super Skips, which was a, a skippy league that ran for a while. Uh, and, and you know, yeah, I said, yeah, cool, let's let's do that. And it's pretty casual between us. But but the, the friendship that we've made over the years, whether it was with FNRC or uh, official skippy racing, it probably, the stream, I used to stream my own races and, and it was all skippy content. Uh, and we used to get together and we just sit in Discord and have a, an awesome time. I can't tell you how much fun we had last night in those last two laps. We were laughing and and just giving each other crap, and and it was just, it's just such a fun night to get the racing and the banter. You put it together, and you just can't beat it. Can I can yeah, I just ask? Yeah. Is flying Hellfest racing? That's not something from The Simpsons, is it? It was. It was absolutely. Oh, good, good one. Brilliant. <laughs> uh, um, so look, I a hundred percent agree that the highlight of 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 our like that that look, I started locked on racing as a joke because we need to put a team name in for Aussie Car, and I thought it'd go nowhere, and then. Obviously, with the podcast and, and our enduro, we did. We've grown it to where it is now, and that's the best part of it. Is just hanging with people who are now friends, and you know, before and after the race, and then even during the race when things go crazy, um, it is definitely one of the highlights. So I kind of agree with there. But the question we really want to know is: Is it true that the pace comes from the beard or not? <laughs> Doesn't hurt. Um, I tell you what, I don't know if you've seen uh, Mr. Snell on his stream, but that is <laughs> yeah. a sensational beard. It's just <laughs> amazing. Yeah, look, uh, I don't know. I've had guys as far off a field as Estonia comment about I don't know uh, aerodynamic <laughs> effect and things like that. But um, no, no, it's just a bit of fun. But um, Oh, the, I've got to tell you, the best thing I ever saw was, um, I don't know if you probably know, uh, Ben Snell does uh, drifting down in, in South Australia. And there was this video he posted at one point where it's shot from another car, but you just see this big smiling face appear like, you know, in incredulously close to the car beside him and this cheesy grin and this beautiful locks and beard flowing in the breeze out the window was bloody brilliant. <laughs> nice. So you, you're now doing track videos um, <laughs> as well. Uh, yeah, what, what's the biggest tip you'd give to, to drivers out there at the moment? Oh, I don't know. I, I felt funny about that one, actually, putting that up. I'm, I'm a bit of a... I feel like a bit of a fraud sticking that up there, to be honest, but... Uh, How many views have you had of that oh, now? I don't know. I haven't looked, to be honest, um, but... Uh, I'd say there'd be 500 and 600, <laughs> uh, 450 of them are Russell Clark. Anyway, let's go. What's your um, biggest tip? Biggest tip. Uh, look, um, something that Ira said, um, the shortest time between flag to flag... Um, be patient. Be really patient when you race, um, because even in the sprint race on a on a on, on an Aussie car race, whether it be the V's or the or the the uh, the skips, the race will come to you. Um, 
you can manufacture a mistake in someone rather than force a pass. Uh, and the patience to wait for an opportunity uh, rather than compromise yourself and your overall time by trying to force something uh, is, is in, like the value in that is immeasurable. Um, and first and foremost thing you've got to do is stay on the track, um, finish the race. Uh, and that's, yeah, they're the, probably the things that I keep in mind most of all. And if anyone needs any of that locked on racing, stay on the track. <laughs> I was going to say, if anyone needs any evidence of that, you just look at poor Tim and Tim and Brady uh, from last night's race too. Oh, yeah. Although they look like they're having an absolute blast passing each other left, right and center, um, they were losing two, three seconds a lap sometimes to um, Mighty and myself um, just behind us just because, yeah, they, they were having good fun and they were able to pass each other lots. But in terms of creating that overall... Uh, minimal time for the whole race it wasn't exactly optimal <laughs> yeah and you know you look at Brady the v, was having a blast though, you look at it. the V's race uh, this week as well yeah and um, you know I, 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 I haven't nutted out the strategy there yet week one uh, Cam and I stayed out uh, and I just, he's quicker than me so I just sat in behind him and that was fine right the, the race this week particularly the longer one we were a second a lap slower you know, just, and it, it wasn't massive battles or anything, but it was enough to slow us down. And, and, but picking your time to pit and all this, really, it, look, it's a, it's a riddle I'm yet to crack, but I know that the racing in that, uh, the raciness will cost you time. Yeah, it definitely does. Um, what's your favorite track to drive on? Oh, so in the skips, um, uh, look, uh, Interlagos is brilliant in the skips in terms of being able to race. Uh, and uh, I've described it in one of the broadcasts as uh, a race there. There's, it tells a story. Um, you can set up an overtake at, I think it's turn eight through um, a move at, at turn three kind of thing right and you can be side by side all the way through that section and there's there's strategy throughout the lap there to really and, and like i said it, it can really tell a story there i really love racing skips there it's it's brilliant um yeah look that's probably my favorite i can't go past bathurst i love racing anything at bathurst to be honest we've done a lot of laps there uh, in the group that I'm in uh, as well, but uh, yeah, that's probably probably my two two favourites. Obviously, iRacing is doing some pretty awesome things, but is there anything you wish you could change about iRacing? Oh, yeah, I think uh, iRating per car. Um, I think the current system, yes. and I know it's a common topic in, in, at different times, but I think the current system uh, limits people. Uh, even just from a mindset perspective, from venturing out and exploring more of the content uh, and more of the racing, um, I, look from a, from a technical or a technology perspective, I don't think it would be that hard. I don't know their system and how it works, but the fact that they can easily stick up a dirt oval I rating and a, and a and a you know they can separate into four categories, I, I could stick a column in a database table and you've got an I rating per category. That, that, I don't know if it's that simplistic, but that's how I see it. And even now they're splitting their, um, when an oval race goes to a road race, it counts for the road yep. fire rating anyway. So 
they clearly able to do it could be done there's, there's yeah there's, there's they, they've got to want to do it i guess is there a dream track or car or anything like that you'd like to see come oh maybe <laughs> i'll refer back to amaru park you know just for nostalgia <laughs> purposes for mine i can't imagine it's a great track to drive but <laughs> i'd just love to see it there. fair enough Oh, that's fair enough. Look, thank you so much for your time, Alex. It's It's been an absolute pleasure, and I could have talked for another hour, as I say, with all the guests, but this is true. It's fascinating stuff. I really enjoyed it, uh, especially more on the podcasting side of stuff. So we might have to, to touch base with you again in the future. However, is there anyone that you want to shout out? Anyone you want to thank? Anyone you want to um, mention? And Sunday Night Lights, where can people find that as well? Give us all the shout outs. Beautiful. Thank you. Well, thanks to your good selves. Look, the job you guys are doing in the community at the moment and shining a light on things is brilliant. So, uh, and as you said, I podcasted before. I know at least to some degree the effort that goes in behind the scenes. So, uh, keep up the fantastic work. Uh, shout out to the Aussie Car guys, of course, um, and Ira. Um, you know the the creativity. I said in the interview this week the creativity that he brings to keep it fresh. Um, I didn't really appreciate even uh, to the full extent till this season with the changes he's made and uh, keeps you wanting to come back. So brilliant work to Ira and the team over there. Um, you know, it's a top split team and uh, AJ, of course, and uh, the Milo boys always love racing with you guys. It's it's a highlight of my week and week when we get to do it. Um, but most of all, I want to shout out to the guys, uh, the regulars in particular in the in the Sunday Night Lights community. I have chatted uh, and spoken to many people across the globe through that experience, and it's been brilliant getting to know lots of people from across the world, see the similarities and the difference, see how they express themselves on the track and off, and the quality people that they are as well is brilliant. Um, but the fact that they turn up to support this little thing that we do and they make it the biggest thing in Skippy Racing, Skippy Official Racing at least, uh, each week is is greatly appreciated. And and like I said, um, if they keep turning up, so will we. So uh, as we say, the uh, it's uh, for the community, by the community, and that's the way we like it. Definitely. Um, and any advice to Chastity for beating you next week? <laughs> Patience. Um, if, it, if it, honestly, if it was the one thing I'd say to James, um, it would be, and I don't want to tell him how to race because, quite frankly, he's, he's he's good at what he does, and and I, like I said, I always feel like a fraud. But um, it would be, yeah, patience. Don't necessarily attack just because the the gaps there. Wait for the for the right opportunity and and play the long game. And uh, I just want to say. Um... I want to call Jason Fewens Hollywood on on air. <laughs> Any advice for him in his commentary career that's now taking off as well? Yeah, I think, Mr. I think it's brilliant that he's got in and given up his seat to do it. You know, um, I read a really great article. I can't remember if it was Jake Sperry because the disappeared. The article's disappeared now, um, and he talked about commentary in 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 broadcasts, and it was you know telling a story. It was it was. Uh, allowing there to be light and shade, uh, if that makes sense. Uh, picking, letting the the story of the race build to a crescendo and then and then to its its climax, sort of thing. So, just um, you know, thank him for getting in and like I say, giving up his seat, and then 
just uh, be patient with yourself and learn the craft because it is a, it is a craft and I'm, I'm no expert at it for sure, but it's fun doing it. I think Sperry did a great job of building to a crescendo <laughs> in Aussie Cars on Thursday night and it was amazing to have you on broadcasting us. So thank you, Sperry, if you're listening. And I know you do sometimes, so thank you. Uh, look, Alex, thank you so much, mate. It's been an absolute legend. Um, you've been an absolute legend. I just quickly want to say, Braden, do you want to keep, quick, give a quick shout out to where people can find you? Yeah, so as always, I'll probably not, but I'll try my best to do a little stream over the weekend or something. Uh, so you can catch that at twitch.tv slash the one D Wade. And if you want to see me probably crying after tomorrow afternoon's football, knowing that I'm going to have to listen to Tim Corn uh, tell me how much better Sydney is than Port, then uh, head over to Twitter at Braden Talks. So have you already paid off your bet in advance by punting him all over, or have you got to do it again? <laughs> yeah, so that's funny. I was, yeah, I forgot about that. I did. I did. I do have to catch up with Tim, though. I think we do have to have some kind of wager. It's only fair. Yes, you do definitely. Uh, look, you can find myself and all our content on Locked On Lads on Twitch. You can find all our podcasts are now slowly going up on Locked On Lads YT on YouTube. So we do premiere every episode live. Interviews on Sunday at around. 7 seven thirty. i'll follow the socials and you'll you'll find out and we're sort of trying to find the the sweet spot for the news and results podcast on a wednesday night you're probably going to end up being around 8 30 anyway even though i'll be racing probably afterwards but the other episodes are slowly going up the old episodes so if you are following the youtube channel that's what's going on we're just slowly putting the old episodes back up once we're caught up it'll be normal uh locked on lads on facebook uh, lockedonlads.com slash discord jump in our discord there's a really good amount of fun going on there at the moment uh, so definitely jump in I'm about to jump in and do some hunting with the boys so it's going to be really good fun um, but they're the main places you can find all our content also thank you to all those people who've actually reached out in the last couple of days uh, last probably 48 hours about sponsoring the podcast it's been overwhelming that I threw out a little line last episode and it's come to, it's bared so much fruit already so thank you to all those people who are willing to support us in what we're doing thank you alex for helping us out uh with uh, snl and everything else that you've been helping us out with and just being a good ear to uh chat with about certain things as well um and yeah one last question before we do 100 wrap this up alex is there anyone you want to see on the podcast next yeah, look, I've heard you ask that question before. I didn't ever think about it. Can I make a suggestion? Uh, Nim Cross Jr., the, the chief steward of iRacing, I chatted to him. Uh, he's very approachable. He's a really good guy. And I think what he has to tell about the protesting system and how it works and educating around that is really, really helpful to the drivers out there as much as anything. And he'd be my, uh, he'd be my recommendation. Sweet, that does sound extremely interesting. We have just put that down and we will reach out as soon as we can. So thank you, Alex, for your time and we will see you next Thursday night or probably in the practice session between now and then for Le Mans. Absolutely. Have a good one, thank mate. You. And we'll talk to you later. Thanks, mate. Bye.